I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Coke is the drink. Oh, oh my god. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Shit Show. We've got a big old Ukraine-Russia update for you all today. But first of all, Nick, Squish, how are ya? I'm good, Luce. I'm bamboozled by that question you posted on your story earlier this week. What question? Wheels versus doors. What's What's more in the world? What's more in the world? Well, Nick, you're not the only one. And also, Stuff ran an article, Stuff for anyone that's um, overseas, is a New Zealand publication, news publication, ran an article about wheels versus doors and credited a dude that tweeted it seven minutes after we did. Did you Did you make this up? No, and every time we get on this podcast, Nick calls me out for not making shit up. But this one, I genuinely didn't. My flatmate just asked me um, on Saturday night. There's some online magazine that tweeted it first that I credited it um, on the Instagram too. But yeah, I saw that stuff, ran the story uh, about another dude that had thought of it, which is just the internet for you, eh? It's just copy-paste. Anyway, what do you reckon? You reckon there's more doors or wheels or what? I am 100% in the wheels camp. And I you better too. be as well or I'm going to have to I mansplain. Am. No, oh my God, no. You'd be kicked off the pod. Not by me, but by the glorious listeners. Um, Well, Nick... I agree, only because, like, Lego makes so many wheels. Like, I'm thinking about, like, the Southeast Asian countries I've been to and the amount of fucking mopeds and shit that are, like, rolling around. Pales in comparison to, like, conveyor belts and, like, in machines and stuff. There are so many wheels. Oh, true. And, like, okay, the thing is, the thing that pains me is that we will never know and there isn't a definition for what constitutes a wheel and what constitutes a door, doorway, door. Does it have hinges? I don't know. Um, so we're just never going to have the answer, but it's got to be wheels, right? If anybody thinks it's doors, I will have to fight you. Okay. And to be honest, I'd pay to see that because Nick is, well, we call him Squish and he's like a teddy bear and he just wouldn't. No, I'm not a good fighter. Except for that one time where you nearly punched that guy. <laughs> Nick thought I was about to air his dirty laundry. I was going to say, when did I nearly punch a guy? I don't remember this. Um, Christmas party, uh, winery, dude. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Nah, Nick would never, Nick would never um, harm a fly. Oh, actually, you have given me a bit of a fucking whopping uh, once or twice. Yeah, but you're my little sister, so it's okay. Yeah. I nearly fought a driver the other day. Nearly ran me off my ran ran me off the road on my bike, but that's another story. Oh no, go give the story. Did you actually bar up at him? Yeah, yeah, I told him to. I told him to to leave in very harsh terms. He brake checked me and my friend while we were out riding. You know, so it's it's not that what cool. Brake checked me. Um, he pulled in front of us and slammed on the brakes. What the fuck? 
Yeah. I almost ended up in the tray of a Toyota Dyna. Oh, God. You're probably not going to like this, but I'm currently rocking around on an e-bike that literally one of the brakes doesn't work at all, and I have the biggest- It doesn't work to get again? Down. Again. So um, I'm getting it tightened at some point. Anyway, this chat is not what the people uh, came to listen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to. What they came anyway, to listen yeah, you didn't to sign up for this. was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week. Yeah, I think this might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> in Denver, a box of human heads was stolen. What um, the fuck? A box of human heads in- intended for scientific research was stolen from a medical truck in Denver in uh, in Colorado. So someone broke into this park truck in broad daylight and stole the box of human remains, uh, according to KVDR. So, I don't know. There's not much in this article about it. The situation was pretty shocking, according to a local resident. Um, it's pretty strange. Oh, do they have um, a motive? Well, they haven't found the person. I don't know what you'd want to do with all these heads. Like, Oh, well, okay, did you ever see the Bones guy on TikTok? The guy that collected and sold Bones? I think I was a little late to TikTok for that. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you just uh, aren't on the right algorithm where the young people are at. But uh, I think that the Bones guy might have stolen their heads. Wait, 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 wait. Did I not listen? Or Are they skulls or are they, like, heads? Um, let me just have a look. The missing blue and white box and its decapitated contents were reportedly connected to science care. No, I think it was heads. It doesn't say just skulls because it's for, like, a body donation mm. science program. So. Oh, okay. Well, that is I honestly that is fucking weird. I bet they didn't like, expect that. Like not a hot take, but that's fucked. Well, the weirdest thing I saw on the internet to combat yours is not really weirdest things, but there's two jokes. So, well, no, there's one joke and there's just one good tweet that I want to read out. Um, so my first joke <laughs> No. Okay, my first joke. A priest, a rabbit, and a minister walk into a bar. The rabbit says, I might be a typo. <laughs> oh, Lucy, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, of course get I get it, because so a rabbi... So if anyone, <laughs> if anyone that get, yeah, it should be a priest, a rabbi, and a minister, and I'm looking at it, and it's like this little rabbit holding a beard. <laughs> I don't know. That just tickled me in some sort of way, so I thought I'd share it with you. I wouldn't quit your day job, Luce. <laughs> no. Well, uh, my day job is to obviously sit here and read jokes. I think I'm doing quite well at it. Um, my next one is just, it's relevant. It's just so relevant to us and to everyone uh, at the moment, and here it goes. It's by Robbie Slowick on Twitter, and he said... Bittersweet announcement, but after an amazing two years as an infectious disease expert, I am moving on. I am now an expert in no-fly zones and Eastern European affairs. Excited to make the most of this new opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that and post it on the shit show. Oh, you need to. I mean, it's it's perfect for us at the shit show. Also, you stealing it just really helps my bottom line because I want that shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I want that Instagram to fly. It's one of my favorite offshoots of Cisco. So take it and I'll be sure to share it, my darling. That sounds good. Now, I've just accidentally seen a bit of your Google Doc that says no fry zone. Oh, Luz, you can't ruin the surprise. You can't. <laughs> I've ruined the surprise. No, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna um rewind. 
<laughs> okay, so Nick, um, you're going to give us a bit of an update. You can't laugh this hard about an international conflict. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing about the conflict. I'm laughing oh. about me rewinding, just for the people, for, uh, just for a bit of clarification. Um, so Nick, this whole episode is going to be a bunch of different updates on the Ukraine-Russia situation, or to put it more bluntly, Russia's invasion into U- into Ukraine. Should we start off with uh, some of the new sanctions since we last spoke about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it has been a few weeks since we've given an update on like the world's response to the Russia invasion. Um, it's moved from just countries giving Russia the big like middle digit to companies now too, uh, saying sort of fuck you. Um, so today, McDonald's, Coca-Cola and Starbucks all announced that they were suspending operations in Russia. Uh, McDonald's opened its first store in Russia in 1990, so that's like just before the breakup of the Soviet Union. Um, a little bit too long ago for me to remember. But it was sort of heralded as like the first major step in Western integration, which is, I don't know, pretty funny that it was McDonald's. It was a McDonald's in Red Square, which is like the iconic Moscow scene. But now they've gone full circle, and Lucy, that's why I've written no fry zone into into my uh, Google Doc. <laughs> I love that when you're just trying to remind yourself to like make the good call that you thought of. No, I think even better that we got to say it twice. I also think it's not that strange of a like concept that it was a McDonald's that was sort of the first major step in Western integration. Because I mean, like when you think of Americanization and like. Westernization, one of the first things that comes to your head is the golden arches. Also, I read that just before I read that like Netflix have pulled out, PayPal, Visa. Louis Vuitton, some other luxury stores, Gucci, I think as well, have pulled out. So yeah, if you're looking for hamburgers and uh, handbags, it's not looking good. Yeah, that was a good line. That was a good line. I like that. <laughs> hamburgers and handbags. Oh, that was yeah, fucking Straight nuts. off the dome as well. I didn't even write that down. Anyway, in sport... Um, Nikita Mazepin got dropped from the Haas F1 team. Um, his dad is one of like Putin's really good pals. Uh, he runs the Eurokali uh, oil company, and, and they sponsor the team. So when you sponsor the team, I guess he gave a little bit more money to get his son a drive in the F1 team. Um, so they got rid of the sponsor and Nikita as well. He was always a little bit controversial. He's not that good of a person, not that good of a bloke. The IOC has banned all Russian athletes from the Paralympics as well. Also, just on F1, they have pulled out of the Russian Grand Prix, F1 have. So, T, I know we've got a lot of F1 fans out there. Every time I mention it in the newsletter, they 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 love it. The new series of Drive to Survive comes out this week as well, I think. So that's exciting. Anyway. Oh, God. Is this a crossover to Culture Vulture? That sounds like an on my radar. <laughs> yeah, get me on as a guest. We'll talk about F1. No. It'll be no, your highest no, episode, no, your greatest me. one. Carry on. What else has been, what other things? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, more countries have added sanctions, which are really uh, wreaking havoc with Russia's economy. The Russian 
sort of equivalent to our Minister of Finance, has been wearing black to press conferences to signify the death of her economy. Um, and New Zealand is one of those countries that have added sanctions. And apparently now we're on the non-friendly country list. Um, so we've we've really pissed Putin off and little old New Zealand's off the Christmas card list. Still so funny that you call him Putin and not Putin. And, and it, oh, and it I don't know how to say his right. name. It might be Putin, right, com- computer. It cracks me up every time because it's, it's like, computer like computing like i can't get it out of my head every time you say that um but yeah new zealand to be honest not not friendly as a country anyway i think that's the right list for us to be on sarcasm lost in the medium (laughs) we're a bunch of dickheads um in response to all of these sanctions and all this sort of carry on uh vladdy daddy who i'm going to call from now on because i can't say putin has banned imports from a lot of these countries which kind of seems on the surface to be something pretty pointless if you look at it from the russian propaganda angle they only get their news from russian sources so this makes putin look like the big boy powerful man and also gives them like an explanation as to why russian people can't get all their uh large big macs and coke is the drink Oh my god! <clears throat> Large Big Macs and Coke is the drink, so it's kind of interesting as well. Just on that, um, as you're saying, like the Russian sort of propaganda angle, I've been getting heaps of emails from um, either Russian people or like people adjacent to people in Russia, and and most most of the ones, obviously the ones that know shit you care about or who are sort of following us, say that like uh, like they know that it's like it'd be quite an interesting thing to be a russian person looking at the media like they know it's propaganda they know a lot of the shit that they're being told is false and they're going to places like telegram telegram and all these like independent places to get like true media which i think would be just so interesting to be this is the like media nerd in me uh coming out but it would be so interesting to be there watching watching the tv and what they're getting fed knowing like that you know otherwise and better and like the right thing that's yeah that would be that would be really interesting i don't really know like you could go down a rabbit hole for that like like do people in new zealand that are that are um posting all this wild shit about the vaccines on facebook do they look at the news and think they are being fed the wrong stuff i don't know we could go down a rabbit hole true but as you said last week new zealand's high up on the press news trust scale no, okay, no. no. Press Freedom Index. <laughs> I've got too much stuff in my head. Press Freedom Index. You do have too much stuff in your head. Well, let me add one more thing. Um, Nick, have you been seeing the letter Z or Z being spread all over like Russian tanks and, and all over like heaps of shit in Russia? Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty intimidating, really. Like it looks pretty freaky. I don't know. It's just the letter Z, but what does it mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so I first saw the Z symbol uh, when I read a piece on the BBC that was about the Russian gymnast called Ivan Kuliak, who is currently facing disciplinary proceedings for putting the letter Z on his um, uniform while he stood next to a Ukrainian like rival sports person. And then I started seeing the Z like everywhere, all over Twitter. First thing I thought, it gives me massive QAnon vibes. So, Nick, you know the conspiracy theory, QAnon, they paint the huge Q all over Mm. random shit, Mm -hmm. and it's to show their belief, to show they're standing together in support of Q, or they're all part of this community, Q-munity, maybe, I should say. Um, Anyway, so in Russia, the Z is sort of becoming a symbol like Q. 
It's it's a pro-war symbol. So, like, if you're pro-war, you slap a Z onto some of the shit that you own. Like, we've seen politicians over there using it, seen it on the side of cars, vans, tanks. There was actually a really quite upsetting um, photo that went viral of a bunch of terminally ill kids and their carers who formed a Z outside their hospice. And the person that owned the hospice got a drone to like take a photo of it to be like, we're pro-war. Like using kids as pawns who know no better. Like that's actually fucked. Now, some um, of the, some of the reasons that uh, Z is being used. There are a few there are a few views on this. So some say that the Z is for what I think I look, I could not I could be pronouncing this wrong, but Zapobadu, which means for the victory, or Zapad, which means West. Um, some have noticed that it's sort of if you close one eye and like think a little bit, it could have some similarities to the swastika, which obviously is a incredibly um, politically charged symbol and a symbol that rallied a lot of people together during the Second World War. Uh, People have been nicknaming the Z Putin's swastika, which is just like, it's fucking worrying. It's also thought that Z is a way for Russia's military to like identify who's part of the military to prevent like friendly fire to make sure they're not shooting at each other. And look, it could be that this was the initial purpose, but the symbol was like first adopted by supporters of the war and then like the military's PR team decided to get in on it because they've been posting it on their like Instagram, which is also a fucked up thing that like military, like the Russian military or any have Instagram. Why does an army need an Instagram? That's pretty fucked well, on its yeah, own exactly. accord. I mean, I mean, agenda setting power, soft power. I took some great papers at uni about like different powers to hard power. I see why they want it for influence. We we know the power of social media, but it, it's it it's yuck. Also, um, it's interesting that the Z that they're using doesn't actually feature in the Russian alphabet, and like so, it's become this nationalist symbol. But it's actually like the Z comes from the Latin alphabet because the Russian version from the acrylic alphabet is like a rounded, like looks like a three almost. So it's like, I, I don't know. I That's why I really, I mean, I don't know. I think it would have started as one thing and been co-opted and now it's turned into something completely different. Um, a, a bunch of people have been speculating about what it actually means. And the Russian defense military actually said on Sunday that it came from Tsar, which is the first word of the Russian phrase I said before Tsar Pobedu, or for victory, which I mentioned before. I think, like, even if this wasn't the state's intention... Like, which is giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, there is no way that Putin's people aren't stoked that a symbol like this is running, like, wild right now. Like, some people have said that it's a state-induced meme. Meme being, like, a picture, an icon that carries, like, huge meaning. And symbols, we know, are so important, especially in wartime. And, And especially 
to be honest, in like the time we're living in now, as I just mentioned, fucking QAnon. And it's like, if you're not wearing a Z, then are the state going to see you as someone that doesn't agree with the war? And are they going to target you? And like, definitely, like, even if it wasn't their intention, uh, they aren't mad. Like, I don't reckon they're mad about this um, symbol of pro-war sort of rising up. Yeah, exactly. Every like, I don't know if great is the right term to use, but like every powerful movement has had its own symbol, you know, like the swastika or the hammer and sickle or now the Z. Yeah. yeah. The, like the eagle for the United States, you know, every mm. every powerful organization has a symbol, like a reasonably easily recognizable single thing to base base it off, I guess. Yeah. I mean, even think of logos. It's like, and, and with this Z one and with Q, it's something for people that who don't even know the whole background about anything to just be like, yep, I pick this side and this is my badge of honor. Actually, Nick, merchandise with Z has also like started to be sold by the Kremlin-backed TV channel Russia Today, which you might have seen in oh the media God. being banned yeah. by like, Russia Today, we don't stand. Um, and so I just think if it was up to me, maybe we should just take Z and reframe it to mean Zelensky because like, I know you shouldn't idolize, uh, politicians or people like leaders like this, but come on, that's so much better than, than pro-Russia. Exactly. I reckon Zelensky definitely deserves the letter Z. And also how cool would it be if this like fucked up thing that, um, Russia, pro-war people in Russia were making like terminally ill kids use or like be pawns in their nationalist pro-war sort of ideologies how cool would it be if like all the k-pop stands or every powerful person on the internet took it and totally re um like gave it a new definition hmm. just a thought just a thought if anyone out there's listening wants to mobilize yeah someone who's got a massive instagram maybe oh fuck well everyone could start wearing owls for lucy everyone like honestly no, 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 no. Anyway, that's Nick, a that's uh, an owl. It's an owl saying that. I'll take the owl. I'll take the massive owl. Nick, uh, you're going to give me a bit of rundown on crypto plus Ukraine. Crypto plus Ukraine. Crypto plus Ukraine. Yes, I am going to give you a wee update on what's going on there. So everyone knows crypto is like the up and comer in the currency game, and I thought the role that cryptocurrencies are playing in the conflict was interesting. So. I th- Thought I'd look a little bit more into it. Um, so first up in Russia, early on there were concerns. Concerns. <laughs> early on there were concerns that. Yeah, early on there were concerns that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep in <and> saying concerns. <laughs> concerns. Earlier on, there were concerns that. Uh, <laughs> There were concerns that the Putin's pals. Uh, <laughs> uh, early on in the conflict, there were concerns that uh, Vladdy Putin's pals were going to use Bitcoin to circumvent the sanctions that the countries are putting on Russia, like using Bitcoin to move their money and wealth elsewhere into a sort of a non traceable, anonymous source that all turned out to be bullshit mainly because they are dealing with so many billions and although crypto is really big there isn't enough uh, liquidity to go around so it's like there's not enough bitcoin for all of these people to buy uh without causing a massive issue let me just uh remind the people because we're not experts here on uh 
financial on the financials. And if you need a bit of a refresher, Bitcoin, one of the big draw cards is that it's decentralized, which means that like no one except for you and you can't lose your password or not even you. No one has like control. No one can like, in theory, take your money off you, like seize it, freeze it, move it. It's like you and your password and your currency uh, and that's why that's why Bitcoin, to some in this uh, circumstance over there in Russia, might have seemed like a really good idea. Sorry, Nick, you continue. Just thought that was good content. That that's all totally right, Lewis. Um, another thing is that the ledger is open. Um, so that was another one of those major draw cards that it's all transparent. Um, so the ledger being open mean that everyone. If you want, if you are interested, you can go into this open ledger and see all of the transactions. Uh, so, if there was billion dollar transactions going through, the U.S. government, for example, could see these transactions and be like, "Okay, we're going to investigate this. We're going to have a look at what's actually going on." Yeah, picture a big spreadsheet, or go and watch extremely online um, uh, episode one and two about cryptocurrency, and you can actually see. A oh, visualization yeah, of, of see guys this is the only reason i know what crypto is is because i've had to sit there and think of a visualization of it and then we gave it all to you so go and watch extremely online the crypto um bits because nick i think you're doing a really good job it's just when they put words in there like ledger and decentralized and it's like these are actually simple concepts but tricky words i should have gone back and actually rewatched those episodes i completely forgot you did that, that no, that's fantastic go and watch those and you understand what i'm talking about perfectly so Putin's really rich pals turned out they uh, couldn't just buy Bitcoin and avoid all the all the sanctions and all the uh, financial issues. Yeah, exactly. Or they've done it in some sneaky way that we don't know about, which could have happened. Okay. They've just sailed on their super yachts off to somewhere else, used it all in cash. <laughs> um, the Ukrainian use case is way cooler for crypto, though. Um, before the war... Ukraine's crypto industry was really, really strong. They had a full government agency devoted to crypto. Uh, Bitcoin was recently legalized, so it's a legal tender in Ukraine. Um, and they were fourth in the world for crypto adoption. So That's actually so buzzy. That, sorry, I did not know that. I, th- I find that so interesting. Yeah. Since the war started, donations have been flowing in. Over $73 million in crypto donations have come in so far uh, with... 22 million, these are all New Zealand dollars by the way, 22 million uh, has been spent already on military gear. Uh, They won't tell us exactly what military gear for obvious reasons, like they're not going to say we popped down to the store and bought a Stinger missile, but um, they did say that they bought some bulletproof vests, so that's pretty good. And Nick, like it's not just cryptocurrency coming in to help, is it? No, not just crypto dollars. Uh, NFTs are playing a role as well. Uh, a rare CryptoPunk NFT got donated, apparently. Um, a blue bandana dude smoking a ciggy, if that means anything to you. Um, and Ukraine Ukraine Dow um, sold a Ukrainian flag <laughs> NFT for $8 million. Um, Ukraine Dow was a decentralized... Autonomous organization. That's it. Um, run by some of the people from Pussy Riot, which is like an iconic anti-Russia group. Um, and the proceeds for that are going towards Come Back Alive, which is a Ukrainian military support group that does like training and buys uh, stuff for the military. So that's pretty cool as well. So a couple of interesting that- things going on in the crypto world. Um, 
Yeah, that's um. So, well, just going back to a few things in here. The fact that Pussy Riot run Ukraine Dow is fucking iconic. I think that's sick. Um, second of all, really funny because I used to jump on this mic and talk about DAOs and NFTs and Nick famously um, once, I think on mic, told me no more NFT chat and I had to be like, it's the future. I don't actually know if NFTs are. Something in this realm probably is. NFTs to me are still, I'm a bit like, what new heck and different about it. But I think this has provided such interesting use cases, or especially mm. Ukraine, you're right, for um, crypto and Web3, all of which are concepts that might seem befuddling. Is that a word? Befuddling? Mind-boggling to you. But we have episodes of Extremely Online about all of them on our Instagram or on on our Instagram Go on the video tab. Watch it all. You'll learn it. I had to go and re-watch the one that we made about the rules of the internet the other day. And I was like learning from myself. I was like, damn, Lucy, thank God past you learnt this because present you has not retained it. But future you, I've re-watched it. It's enough that must be pretty it. weird to learn from yourself. No, it's fucking weird. But uh, then again, so is the internet. Nick, let me talk to you about some other cool shit that's happening on the internet. I want to talk about activists who are using ads, something that I usually seriously dislike, to sneak real news uh, to Russians about what's happening in Ukraine. Um, So online activism, for all that is shitty about it and all that is sort of like slacktivism about it, there are some really cool and innovative ways that you can actually like I always say do what you can with what you have and if you know how to build pop-ups and you know how to like do ads and shit then then go for it so campaigners in Ukraine and actually around the world are using like all these like different digital means to basically get people to go and read good information or true information um about what's happening in Ukraine uh people in Russia so, um, because interne- because international press like BBC has been blocked over there, um, I've spoken about this a bunch, independent stations have been shut down, state media news outlets are saying that the invasion is all to do with defence and just giving propaganda, activists have started taking it upon themselves to fill this void um, with good information, and what they're doing is they are exploiting holes in the Russian firewall. And this is what that means. So there is a version of Google in Russia, not actually a like offshoot of Google, but a type of Google called Yandex. And digital campaigners have been like bombarding Yandex with false reviews of major locations in Ukraine um, to spread the truth about Putin's like you know invasion. So it's like when. James Corden wronged uh, K-pop stands, and they all went and left reviews on, like, the only thing they could do from all their various places in the world was to go on Google reviews and, like, one star it and say, like, I can't. It's like, <laughs> honestly, doing what, you, doing what you can with what you have, go off. Also, pharmacy apps. So users of the Russian pharmacy chain Ozuki, um, Ozuki's app, 
app received push notifications overnight, so a notification coming through onto their phone, telling them to wake up to Vladimir Putin's attempt to steal the lives of Russian soldiers alongside the Russian population's money by sending the country, his countrymen to war. So they got a push notification saying that from a pharmacy app. That's pretty legendary. Uh, Isn't it? I really Uh, like that one. I like that too. So there's been online ads. So a London marketing and comms professional guy called Rob Blackie is is crowdfunding targeted ads. So obviously you need money if you want to target people with ads. Um, And they're designed to funnel Russian readers to independent uh, Russian, to independent news sources about the conflict. So he actually, Rob Blakey sort of did this, um, bought ads back in 2014, Nick, when Russia captured Crimea. So he'd used location targeting to like target ads. Basically the ads had just were just for like good news sources and he'd find holes so that Russian people could see what looked like ads, but it was actually ads for better news sources. And it's just a way of getting around like the firewalls and all the blocking and Honestly, I think this is fucking cool. Like, I think this type of innovation, uh, like, for people that can't physically fight, um, to go and to do shit like this is just, it's just another way you can help. It's super smart. It's it's very online. It's extremely online. And, like, I just I just think it's cool. And go go you. Anyone that's digitally helping fight this thing, go off. People on the internet are so clever. I can't believe how clever some people are. I wish I was that clever. I'm obsessed. No, internet communities honestly do the most. I mean, I I don't need to say it again because I came from a One Direction fandom and it formed me. But, like, these people, like, Nick, people were making, like, code for, like, certain pop-ups and, like, sharing it with everyone. Like, I'm just, I'm just obsessed. And if that's not enough of a good news story, do you have... Do you, do you have a proper, proper good, good news story for us this week? Of course I do. I always do. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have pledged to match uh, $3 million in donations for refugee Ukrainians on their GoFundMe, uh, which I think is pretty cool. So Mila Kunis was obviously born in Ukraine, and although she has lived in the States most of her life, she says she has never been prouder to be Ukrainian. Um, Bro, I did not know that Mila Kunis was born in Ukraine. Oh, Really? She was, I think, in 1993, and then she moved to the States in 2001. So she has been in the USA for most of her life, but yeah, Ukrainian. Wow. Okay. Their GoFundMe has a goal of $30 million. They've reached $18 million so far, which is pretty good. Um, It's really good. Oh, my God. (laughs) $18 million is pretty good. It's fucking real good. Um, And the the proceeds will will be going toward... The proceeds will be going towards Airbnb and Flexports. Uh, Flexport is like organising shipments of relief supplies to refugee sites in like Romania, Hungary, and Poland and stuff like that. So pretty cool. Shit. Pretty cool. Good from Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. They've actually been legends for a long time, so no surprise to see them doing legendary stuff. Oh, they've done a lot in like the human trafficking space and shit as well, child trafficking and. Um, but question, you said at the top of the story that they've pledged to match $3 million in donations, but then you said they're up to $18 yeah, million. so their GoFundMe, people are donating to the GoFundMe, um, and since it reached $3 million, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis themselves are going to donate $3 million as well. So 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're also personally going to donate three million, and they've also yep. raised like eighteen million. Gotcha. Yep. Sorry, not to fact check you live on pod, but it is my job. You know, I'm listening to you. Exactly. That's a good sign, actually. Yeah, I know. Have you got a comment of the week for me? I know sometimes uh, you always do. Sometimes you always, every time bring one. I, I always do, but you better do yours first, just in, just in case. My, now, this might be a little, <laughs> a little bit on the nose <laughs> because um, I don't know if you all heard, but last week a Australian cricketing legend, Shane Warne, did sadly pass away, which is actually fucking like I don't know why that shook me so much. He, he's a legend. He's like yeah. For those who don't know that Shane, who Shane Warne is, him dying is basically like the Australian equivalent of Kobe Bryant dying. Like the absolute mm. master. You will never find a better leg spinner than him. He was such a mm. a character on the pitch, off the pitch. Everyone had an opinion. Everyone knew who Shane Warne was. Um, yeah. One of those people that you just think, you know, Shane Warne will never die, you know, is a legend. Yeah. Um, so it really shook me as well. Like, I haven't been a cricket mm. fan for that long of a time, but I don't know. R.O.P. Shane Warne, the GOAT. The GOAT. And he was only he was only 52. And Nick, you mentioned um, in that lovely little spiel you did for old Warney that he was a character on and off the field. Do you know where else he was a character? Yeah, I do, and I think we've found the same comment. <laughs> so he was a character on Kath and Kim. Was he, was it, did he appear on Kath and Kim? Was it just his? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he appeared, yeah, right. He, he appeared because Sharon absolutely <laughs> loved Shane Warne. If you know who Sharon is on Kath and Kim, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll understand. This whole thing, so, so the comment that I saw was, Poor Sharon, she has such bad luck. Yeah, yeah, and that's the comment I was gonna, I was gonna say had as well. Replied to it saying, "I bet the jockey will be at her door in no time." Because you remember the jockey she dated that gave her pash rash. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, uh, I really don't want to make light. I think this is what Warney would have wanted, but I don't want to make light of a tragic, tragic event. But um, those comments really. Like A A plus comment. Did you did you see what um Magda Zabinski? Is that a who played Sharon? Oh no, what did she say? She posted a really lovely um thing about Shane Warne during the filming of that that bit on Kath and Kim. Um mm. He was a legend. R. I. P. Shane Warne. He was a legend. Was that your um comment or little yeah, comments? That that yeah. was gonna that was gonna be my comment of the week as well. So. I know, just so great. And glad we got to pay a bit of a tribute to Warney because it was a it was a Ukraine Russia focused episode, but that also that is big news that would mm. have probably made its way into a segment. Nick, I feel like we have become experts in uh, Eastern European affairs as that tweet uh that joke that I said at the top sort of uh, alluded to. And so I think we better let the people go and digest all of that and we better we better get back to our studies where can the people find you as always you can find me at the shit show instagram whack and whack it into your search bar the shit show you'll find us don't worry lucy whereabouts can they find you and all of the extremely online episodes that we talked about today you can find all the extremely online episodes um, on our Instagram under the videos tab, or you can go to the Spinoffs YouTube channel, and they are all there. You can find me on the other end of the morning newsletter. Um, I am 
obsessed with everyone emailing me in about uh, Squish and I and how much you love the podcast. I think it's so cute. Um, rest assured, I send every single one over to Squish. It makes and, my day. Uh, make sure. Sh- Make sure that you're sending Nick some love over on the shit show uh, Instagram as well. Send him some DMs. We'll just keep the good vibes flowing. And uh, look, we'll be back in your ears next week, Darth. Yeah, absolutely we will. Uh, Catch you all later. Bye.